everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Critics Corner Podcast. I'm William Locke, and joining me again is Joe Sieben. Joe, how you doing? Not too bad, man. Yeah, good end of the season, good conference, uh, championship games that we recapped, and uh, bold mania. It's going to be upon us here at the end of the week here, starting on Saturday, and um, those first games are awesome. It's always random games, yet your your power five, your group of five, um, the intermingling of the two, and, and some fun teams making their appearances, but it's an awesome time of year. You can just throw on games, you know, after Christmas, like the Tuesday, Wednesday. It's always fun mm-hmm. to just throw on some random game and see what's going on. There, It, it feels like college football is on 24-7 mm-hmm. uh, over the course of these next, what, three three weeks or so. So, yeah, it is a great time for the sport. Obviously, you know, they, the bowl games are a little bit different than the regular season in the sense that we have a ton of opt-outs, ton of guys in the portal, coaches moving, uh, mm-hmm. and, and different teams are, are – motivated and some maybe aren't as motivated. Um, so we're going to help give you guys some context to help you for your your bowl pick em groups, um, your office pools, whatever you guys have going on to prepare for these bowl games. We're going to help you guys out um, and, and we're going to preview these games. We're going to go through the nearest six first. Obviously, those are kind of the big ones uh, and then go through some of the other uh, uh, non-New Year's six bowls. Obviously, we're going to leave the the two college football playoff games for next week. So we're going to do individual podcasts for those uh those games specifically uh bringing on a special guest for the for the texas game so that'll be fun to preview that one um and yeah that that's it so uh, we're gonna have we're gonna cover every single game um throughout bowl season and and we're excited to do it uh joe you want to you want to get into the new year six let's do it let's do it should we start with your arch nemesis the ohio state (laughs) buckeyes and the cotton bowl let, let's start with that game. Yeah, it's the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. Like you said, Ohio State against Missouri. This is a really interesting game in the sense that you have one team that does not care about this game and you have one team that really cares about this game. Ohio State opened up when this game was announced last Sunday or two Sundays ago now as like a six and a half, seven point favorite, depending on where you got it. And now the line has swung all the way to Missouri minus two and a half. This has a lot to do with all of the Ohio State opt-outs, specifically Kyle McCord, their starting quarterback, which was a bit of a surprise to me. Uh, he's he's gone. Uh, he's actually rumored with Nebraska right now. Uh, so it's looking like Devin Brown, their backup, is going to start if he's healthy enough to go. If not, it's going to be seventh-year senior Oregon State transfer Tristan Gebbia. Uh, he'll go. And then if not him, Luke Keinholz, I believe is his name. So Ohio State's a mess. Uh, also, Julian Fleming, their probably wide receiver three, uh, wide receiver four is in the portal. Uh, and, and then outside of that, um, you know, you got Trip, Chip Trainum, he's in there, but, and then a bunch of, you know, four star, five star recruits that, that are in the portal, but, uh, haven't necessarily played, played that much this year. And then on the Missouri side, Eli Drinkwitz is all in on this thing. Uh, he said everyone on the team he expects to be available except for possibly their starting corner, uh, Ennis Rakestraw. Uh, and he's just hurt. He's not in the portal. So, you have an SEC team that finished ten and two versus an Ohio State team that finished from the Big Ten that finished eleven and one that doesn't really seem to care about this. The line movement kind of tells you it all, uh, but w- where are you leaning in this game? I I think Missouri's just hungry. This game means so much, specifically to Brady Cook, the quarterback, and and uh, Cody Schrader, the running back man, who was all heart. This team just seems like they fought tooth and nail to get to this game. This program's on, uh, you know what what Drink would say is on the up. It's it's coming that way. And they stand on business is what he would say. So they're they're all in on this game. This is a huge game for them. Whereas for Ohio State, it's a disappointing game. It's, hey, we lost to Michigan. We didn't get to the Big Ten Championship. We didn't get to the playoff. 
Guys are in the portal. They're already looking at next year jockeying for starting positions. So um, it's going to be on Ryan Day to, to rally the troops and get those guys to be bought into this game, essentially, and, and make it matter, especially for underclassmen who are trying to be starters next year. Um, maybe the quarterbacks, it's so interesting with McCord leaving. I, I was shocked by that. Um, mm-hmm. They must have eyes on somebody, maybe a Cam Ward, somebody like that in the portal right now. So for Devin Brown, for these other guys, can they make a showcase to to be the starter next year, you know, to show enough or, um, you know, guys who are seniors didn't get to play enough at, at Ohio State over the past few years and those younger guys, it's going to be rallying them to care as much as Missouri does. But I think just that line moving, like you said, six and a half down to two and a half. I'm all in on Cody Schrader and the Tigers in this one, man. I mean, I just think they they want this one so bad. Yeah, I think I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, you got one team that doesn't necessarily care as much, and, and, and Missouri's hungry. Uh, you know, they got guys that that could have entered the portal, could have declared for the draft, and are going to stay for this game. Um, and you know, they they're going to continue that momentum into next season. They have a five star coming in, uh, the number four recruit in the nation, Williams Nawari. Uh, He's a defensive lineman, edge guy. Uh, so I, I think the the momentum in Missouri is, is going right now, and I think that they feel good about this game. I think they're going to beat Ohio State. Ohio State, obviously, you know, despite not having their starting quarterback, they do have a ton of talent on that roster. They certainly have more composite talent than Missouri does, so maybe that can help them just win, win out in, in this game. And uh, but I, I expect more more opt outs to come for Ohio State. I don't I don't expect Marvin Harrison Jr. to play. I was just about to say if, if he goes, that that totally changes things. But you'd have to think he's leaning towards not playing. Yeah, and I I have seen some stuff out there saying that he's got like an insane NIL package offer on the I table and he, I just I have a hard time believing that. That's a lot of money. And then yeah. um and, and and you know, he might come back next year cuz his biggest goal is to beat Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I ultimately think when you when you have the the chance to be a top 5 pick in the NFL, I, I think he's probably gone. Top five, I'm not going to say it's, top 3, maybe top 2. Like, I mean like it's just yeah. a lot to leave on the table. Yeah, and, you know, if the Bears, if if Fields keeps playing well, and the Bears decide to go, you know, with with him, they could go with him at number one and pair him up with Justin Fields, or they would probably trade back. I don't know. Uh, Abuko's probably not going to play. Cade Stover, Denzel Burke, you know, JT Tuilmulalau, uh, Jack Sawyer, uh, you know, th- those guys, Josh Proctor, they're all probably going to go to the NFL and opt out of this thing. So, yes, Ohio State has talent and, and they're deep. But it's a lot of inexperienced talent, so I'm I'm going to go with Missouri. I'm going to lay the points at minus two and a half. I like the Tigers in the Cotton Bowl. Next New Year's Six game is the Peach Bowl. This one is down in Atlanta. Ole Miss versus Penn State. Uh, fun game. Ole, uh, Penn State's favored by two and a half at the moment on DraftKings. Obviously, you have from a Penn State side of the thing, Chop Robinson, their star edge guy, defensive end. He's uh, in the NFL draft. He already entered his name. Uh, look for Olu Fashano to declare as well. Kalen King, their corner. Um, they have, Both of those guys have not decla- declared yet, but I expect them to. Penn State's going to go with co-OCs running the show for this game. They just hired an offensive coordinator from Kansas who uh, is highly regarded. So good hire for them. And the, their DC, Manny Diaz, he's gone. He took the, the Duke job. So he's not going to be coaching in this game. Whereas Ole Miss right now, they're pretty much clean you know they have a, a few guys that are either hurt um they're starting right tackles out but they lost them in week 10 and then they have a few guys that didn't really play a ton this year that are in the portal so they're kind of full strength heading into this game and it's another one of those sec big 10 matchups this one's in atlanta so it's in sec country where are you leaning in this game as well 
Tough one to find a spot. I think this would be a really fun one to watch. I mean, in terms of the New York Six, this might be my favorite in terms of being a close game, competitive. I think both mm-hmm. teams are, are fired up for this one. Penn State, Ole Miss, um, you know, Big Ten versus SEC. I think I lean Penn State in this one. I, I've been, you know, big on them outside of when they played Michigan this year. I think I lean these guys just controlling the line of scrimmage, playing Big Ten football. Their running backs are all going to play Singleton, um, Allen, and uh, and then their their last guy, Potts. So I think if all those guys go, again, it's going to be a Drew Aller thing we've talked about all year. He's going to have to step up, make big plays. But Ole Miss defense, I think, is very good. So I'm on. I think I'm on Penn State and the Nittany Lions if they control the line of scrimmage. Aller can make a couple plays, but don't count out Lane Kiffin just getting crazy. Um, we'll see if Manny Diaz leaving, going to Duke, makes a difference for this dominant defense. A couple guys not playing, like Chop Robinson. Um, so definitely a fun game. I think overall it's more of a pick for me. I'm going to lean the Nittany Lions in this one, though. Yeah, I'm on Penn State, too. I'm not confidently uh, laying the three and a half, so I, I would just take them you know, on the money line here. Um, I think, you, like you said, Lane Kiffin is going to open the playbook. He he opens the playbook in in big regular season games, so I can't imagine what he's going to do in in a bowl game here. Uh, he he he's a lot of fun to watch um, in, in the postseason. And Ole Miss, like I said, they're bringing everybody back next year. Quinson Junkins, Jackson Dart, they're all coming back, so they're kind of a team to watch in the SEC next year. And, and they're um, you know one to watch in bowl season just because. I feel like what we see from them in this game is going to be very similar to what we see from them next season. Kind of reminds me of, and, and I know it's not a great comparison because they weren't great this year, but a Tennessee team that, you know, last year against Clemson, you would have thought took that momentum heading into this year. And it didn't happen, but I think Ole Miss has an opportunity to do mm-hmm. so against a, a really good Penn State team. Um, and yeah, they, they got a good defense. I think, I ultimately think Penn State can win this game in the trenches. Um, and Drew Aller, I mean, he, he played well against Michigan State. I know it's Michigan State, but we finally saw him throwing the ball downfield more. And maybe with this co-OC thing that they're doing right now, uh, that, it, you know, they're, they're going to open the playbook, playbook even more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is, like you said, I think this is probably the best New Year's Six bowl game outside of obviously the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but the four that we're talking about today, this is the most entertaining one for sure. This one's on uh, December 30th at noon Eastern. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think it's the, the closest one in terms of line. Then, you know, in terms of opt outs, probably the least amount and guys leaving for the draft. So I like this one to be the closest matched one. Yeah. And then probably the, the, well, the second most lopsided one, not the most lopsided one, mm-hmm. but you got the orange bowl. That's what next up. Georgia versus Florida State. Georgia is currently favored by 14. Georgia has a lot of guys in the portal, but again, you know, a lot of four stars, five stars that maybe haven't really played that much this year. They don't have anybody uh, that's played over 100 snaps in the portal at this point. Uh, Brock Vandegrift, their backup quarterback, who's a five-star recruit, he's going to Kentucky, so nice pickup there for the Cats. Uh, And then obviously you have the Florida State coming off the letdown of, you know, the missing out on the playoff. Obviously, Jordan Travis is out, so probably going to be Tate Rotomaker back in this one. Uh, they're, they're down a tight end, um, and they're starting offensive tackle. Bless Harris is out. Uh, Johnny Wilson opted out of this game. Probably not going to see Jared Verse. Probably no Keon Coleman. Probably no Trey Benson. And probably no Jaheim Bell. Those guys are all pro- most likely going to declare for the NFL draft before this game. And then from a Georgia perspective, opt-out-wise, maybe Carson Beck is gone. You know, mm-hmm. I think he might declare. Uh, Brock Bowers, Lad McConkey, those guys were banged up in the SEC championship game. 
I would not expect them to play. Brock Bowers is going to be a top 15 pick. Uh, Amarius Mims, probably not playing. Uh, Tate, Tate Ratledge, their offensive guard. Like they're, they're, we still have a few weeks before these games, so there's likely to be a lot more guys from Georgia enter their portal or, or declare for the NFL draft. Um, but this one, even as things stand, we're recording this on December 11th. As we, as we can speak up, Speak about this game from who we know is playing. It still feels like Georgia ha- has this significant talent advantage. But I think the major question with this is who who's going to care about this game? And, and that's kind of the the, the biggest storyline for me to watch in this one. And and I think you know in the Missouri, you know, we talk about Missouri caring so much. I think Florida State cares so much too. But the problem is if all those guys opt out, that's the reason they'd be in this game with that star power. You're already down your best mm-hmm. player, Jordan Travis you lose the wideouts, if you lose the running back, you know, DN, if you're losing all these key positions, it's going to be so hard. I mean, Georgia, they're so deep beyond guys who might not play transfer, you know, go to the draft. They still have those guys. I think back is something to watch there. So maybe if they've got a big guy like that, who, who sits out, um, you know, Brock Bowers missed a few games already this season. They played with guys injured and hurt. So, um, uh, you know, that the minus 14, I, I guess we'll have to see with these lines, definitely pay attention for all these games. Who's playing? Who's opting out? Who's transferred? Really follow that. It's almost a day to day thing at, at this point. But follow that line. So I, I definitely like Georgia money line. And in terms of the actual line, I think I'll want to see who plays at the end of the day uh, for each team. Yeah, I, I think this line could swing seven points either way. Uh, so it's still really early to to make a prediction. As things stands, I'd probably take Georgia minus fourteen. I think Georgia's going to win this football game regardless of who's playing. Mm-hmm. They just have more talent. They're a better team. They're, you know, they probably should be in the playoff. They're probably one of the four most talented teams in the country. And, and you know, obviously, Florida State should be in the playoff too. Uh, but ultimately, it's the you know who is going to care bowl game from for sure this year. And it's unfortunate, but it's kind of just the way it is. Luckily, next year that won't be the case, as all of these will be playoff games. Uh, but this is kind of the last year of of some of these games maybe not mattering for some of these players as they get ready for their the next steps of their career. I wish the timing was was different with, with the portal and everything, but kind of just the way it is. I'm sure it has something to do with enrollment in, in the second semester at certain schools and, and whatnot. But yeah, that 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 one doesn't really have as much flair to it as, as maybe the Peach Bowl or even the Cotton Bowl, just because that, that line mm-hmm. is still relatively close in the Cotton Bowl. Um, and then the last New Year's Six Bowl that we're going to talk about today is the Fiesta Bowl. Oregon versus Liberty. Oregon favored big. They're favored by 17 and a half. This one is down in uh, Arizona in Phoenix. Uh, always one of my more favorite bowl games. Obviously not last year because Michigan lost. Uh, but it is always really fun to see the group of five teams play in this thing. Uh, play against, you know, get their chance against a, a good power five team. And Oregon's 10 and 2. Liberty's 13 and 0. They won their conference. Or sorry, Oregon's, uh, yeah. No, Oregon's 11 and 2. Apologies. And and Liberty is 13 and 0. They won the, the uh, Conference USA. They beat New Mexico State. Not many opt outs yet from an Oregon, Oregon perspective or a Liberty perspective. But uh, where are you leaning right now? Yeah, I mean, this one's interesting. I, I lean Liberty on the points here just because 17 and a half is a lot. They're undefeated. They're so volatile, I think, in terms of this line because they really haven't played anybody. I think New Mexico State was the, probably the best team they've played. They beat them twice. Mm-hmm. Really good team to beat an Oregon or beat an Auburn team. But, uh, they just haven't played that that power five team or, or dominant team like Oregon. So you don't really know. Definitely watch Bo Nix's decision. I think he's supposed to play as of now. And I, I feel like he will. Like he's a guy who just loves college football. So maybe <laughs> he's going to give it a go in this one and in the Fiesta Bowl. Also watch Caden Salter, the Liberty 
quarterback. I could maybe see him transfer and entering the portal too. Um, he's really good. You know, he's got to watch if he's gone. That's a huge loss for them. This line would probably jump even more. But if he goes, if all these guys go, and you know, I, I, I would take liberty on the points here. You just never know. They're undefeated. They haven't played anybody, so it could be a train wreck, or they could keep this really close and just find a way to watch these Washington games and find some, you know, uh, kings in the armor of Oregon. But definitely an Oregon money line. But in terms of the spread, I think seventeen and a half is a lot to cover against. Um, probably a team like Liberty is fighting for this one. Coaching staff getting them ready to go. They're the group of six representatives. So um, we got a lot to play for. A lot of smaller school guys maybe auditioning to enter the portal after the game. Mm-hmm. So I like them to keep it close and, and cover the spread. Yeah, you, you mentioned Caden Salter, the, the the Liberty quarterback. He he really impressed me this year. Twenty seven hundred yards in the air, thirty one touchdowns, only five interceptions. Obviously, like you kind of have to caveat everything Liberty's done this year with the fact that they haven't played anybody. Uh, but he also ran for two, or sorry, he also ran for a thousand yards and twelve touchdowns on the ground. So he's a he's a dual threat guy. He's a sophomore. I could see him tra- uh, transfer to a, a Power Five squad next year. Uh, Liberty, like I said, has has all their guys. They're down a defensive end and, and a defensive lineman. They're they're uh, injured. Um, and then you also, you know, from an Oregon perspective, right now they only have a safety and a corner that don't really play that much, and also a wide receiver that didn't play that much this year. Uh, but in the portal, um, and then Jackson Powers Johnson, their center is not playing in this thing. He's going to the NFL draft. Um, mm-hmm. And then you also have probably Bucky Irving, Troy Franklin. Tez Johnson at the right tackle, defensive back, uh, defensive lineman, and defensive end. Like eight guys that are probably going to go to the NFL from Oregon this year uh, that probably won't play in this thing, uh, but we'll see. Uh, I think more opt-outs are coming from an Oregon perspective. Uh, Bo Nix will play, though. That's confirmed, um, of course. Mm-hmm. So I think right now, yeah, with, these, with more and more Oregon opt-outs coming, I could see this thing trickle down to like Oregon minus 14. I still think Oregon's going to win this game. and But I, I do like Liberty on the points just because they can score. They have the best rushing offense in the entire country this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, they're, it's going to be a fun one to watch. I mean, hey, the, the, group of, the group of six won last year. Tulane beat USC in, this, uh, in, in the Cotton Bowl. So there is a chance. It's, it's not impossible. Yeah, I think it's just so many points too. Uh, you know, I, I know Bodex is giving it a go, but playing with a lot of guys who aren't going to be, you know, the first teamers is second team guys. So I think Oregon money line, but I like Liberty to cover and it might keep going down. Like you said, if, if more guys opt out for Oregon, it might keep going down. So maybe jump on the 17 and a half. It might keep trickling down. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, could be a fun one. We'll see, but that is the new York six. Let's get into some of the other games. You know, this is, this is where the, the, the iron meets the road. I don't know what the phrase is, but this is the, the bulk of rubber meets the road. Rubber meets the road. That's what it is. This is old mania. Just, just crazy matchups. Teams playing each other for the first time. Funny, funny fields, great sponsors, awesome games. Um, There's, it's, it's the wild west truly now too. watching these games with, you don't know who the quarterback is, transfer portal, new coaches um nfl draft for you know power five teams with disappointing seasons and bad bullet games it's mm-hmm. it's chaos at this point of who plays who doesn't and and just funny just funny deals all around yeah so we're going to talk talk through some of these games here and we're going to start out with the best bowl game that is not a new year six game out of the you know we already talked about those four outside of those four what game are you are you most likely going to tune into that you're most excited about yeah, yeah. So I, I've got a couple. Um, I think my default pick is the Alamo Bowl, the yep. Arizona Wildcats versus 
the Oklahoma Sooners. I know you picked that, so I'm going to let you go a little dive deeper on it. I had two other ones that I wrote down, New Mexico State versus Fresno State. Reason being is we were just high in New Mexico State all year. Great team. Diego Pavia, if he can give it a go. Jerry Kale, they're favored by three and a half. This game's also in New Mexico. So a little bit of a home field advantage for these guys. Playing a Fresno State team that that was better than their their overall record in the Mountain West this year, um, especially if Mikey Keene plays in this one, just a dynamic playmaker. Um, their backup, who split time this year, Logan Fife, he's in the portal actually already for Fresno State. So that's what I'm watching in the Pop-Tarts Bowl. One, yeah. love that it's Pop-Tarts Bowl, awesome mascot. Kansas State versus NC State. Peyton Wilson won uh, Defensive Player of the Year. He's a six-year guy at NC State. So awesome defense. They were sneaky, really good in the ACC this year um, for Dave Doran and, and his squad. He's been there for a while. So awesome team. Um, they got, uh, is it, um, their quarterback's the guy from Virginia, Brennan Armstrong. Yep. So um, a good team under the radar in the ACC. Kansas State, tough team, ground and pound. Will Howard, who was the upperclassman uh, quarterback, he's in the portal. So it's Avery Johnson's team. He was a freshman this year. He's a five-star recruit. I think maybe one of the biggest recruits K-State's ever gotten. So he's fully got the reins at this point. Will Howard saw the writing on the wall. They split writing on the wall. They split some time this year. It's going to be Avery Johnson moving forward. So I like this game. K-State, NC State just missed out on, on kind of being that sneaky um, Big 12 ACC Conference Championship game representatives. So they're right there. Um, awesome bowl game. Cool with the Pop-Tarts. Two great teams. Um, I think both care about this game a lot, too, for recruiting, building the program. Um, I'm going to lean uh, K-State in this one. They're, they're plus three. I'm going to take the Wildcats. Yeah, that's a fun one. Um, like you said, Will Howard is is in the portal. Avery Johnson's going to start, but he's gotten reps this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the K State OC Colin Klein, actually former quarterback for them, yep. he is now the offensive coordinator at Texas A and M. So he's they not going to be there. He's still kind of a young guy. Really young. I remember him playing in um they they were in a New Year's Six Bowl. I think it was the Fiesta Bowl way back. I think he I think he was a top three Heisman guy. He, yeah, he was. They were really good. Uh, back, I can't remember the 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 coach's name before they brought in. Oh, Chris the old Klein. guy, yeah, yeah, and he, he was, yeah. I can't up. remember his name, but he was. He's a legend. He's a legend. Uh, th- this is gonna be a fun game. MJ Morris, the NC State Bill quarterback. Snyder. Bill Schneider. Yeah, I was blanking right. on it. MJ Morris, uh, the NC State quarterback's in the portal, so it's gonna be Brennan Armstrong. He's been in the portal since week ten, though. Uh, you also got a couple wide receivers in the portal for NC State, uh, but no one major. Uh, they're down a center and left guard, but he lost his job uh, midway through the season. They're down their starting nose tackle. Uh, and like you said, Peyton Watson, I'm hearing he's going to play. Uh, that's according to this this tracker that we have going. Uh, so yeah, this should be this should be a good one. Obviously not a, not full strength, but that that's two really good teams. Obviously NC State went and uh, went nine and three this year. And then that New Mexico State is, is going to be a fun one too in the, the New Mexico Bowl. Diego Pavia injured that elbow in the CUSA title game. So keep an eye on his status. He's one of the more fun players to watch. And then the Fresno State head coach, uh, Jeff Tedford, he's going to be stepping away due to health concerns. So the assistant head coach and linebackers coach, Tim Skipper, he's going to serve as the interim head coach for Fresno in this game. Uh, so I like New Mexico State in that game as well. Uh, if if Pavia plays, if Pavia doesn't play, eh, it can go either way. Mm-hmm. And, and then you mentioned the Alamo Bowl. That's that's the game that I'm targeting. That is easily for me the most exciting game outside of the New Year Six this year, and, and arguably is more exciting than some of the New Year Six games themselves. You have Arizona, hell of a season, nine and three. Oklahoma, ten and two, still a great rebound year for them as they head into the SEC. Arizona heads into the uh, the Big Twelve. Arizona's favored by three. Um, 
This one's on December 28th at 9.15 uh, Eastern time. So got to stay up late. Uh, but the Alamo Bowl always has some weird stuff. I remember it was Oregon TCU. They had a um, like a triple overtime game a, a while ago. And then last year, this game was Texas-Washington, which is a playoff game now. So yeah. just you know, who knows? Maybe Arizona and Oklahoma you know, are going to be in the playoff next year. It's uh, usually fun, high-scoring teams. Because it's in, it's in a dome. Uh, controlled environment, you know, you can you can get running on that turf. And Arizona, no major guys in the portal, just their starting uh, left tackle. He opted out, Jordan Morgan, uh, and then potentially their wide receiver Jacob Cowing could declare for the draft as well. But other than that, they're full strength; they're ready to go. Obviously, the big story for for Oklahoma is a they lost their offensive coordinator Jeff Levy. He took the job at Mississippi State to be their head coach, and then b their starting quarterback Dylan Gabriel. Uh, transfer to Oregon, actually, which I'm not a huge Dylan Gabriel guy. He's okay. He's a good game manager, going to get you to 10 and 2, but they're bringing in Jackson Arnold, their highly touted recruit freshman. He's the guy of the future for them. And I think, you know, it's going to be the best quarterback that's uh, Brent Venables has has coached as a head coach. It's only year three next year for him at, at Oklahoma, but certainly a lot of talent there. He's one to watch um, in this game. Uh, and then outside of that, you know, they're down a couple of running backs, but not their starters, uh, second and third string guys, actually three running backs. They're down um, and, and they lost Andrew Anthony after week six, but um, he got hurt. Uh, the Michigan transfer, Danny Stutzman announced today that he's coming back for, to Oklahoma next year. Wow. Um, and, yeah, big, big move there. Uh, and then other than that, they're, they're pretty much healthy, uh, full strength and which which makes this game even more entertaining. So mm-hmm. uh, I think it can go either way. I'm really excited to watch Jackson Arnold slinging around because he's going to be a, a a big SEC quarterback next year. Give me the Wildcats. You know I've been riding them all year, and I'm I'm just going to stay on them. But this is going to be a really fun game. Yeah, they're hot going in this one. I think Oklahoma's got a little bit of an eye towards the future here, playing young guys and and might not need the win uh, quite as much. But Arizona Jedfish wants this one big time. Um, yeah, Dylan Gabriel going up to Oregon. Oregon loves the portal. Another note there, Ty Thompson, the, the five-star guy who was waiting in the wings, he hit the portal in, in, uh, in reaction to that because he's trying to play. So keep an eye on guys like that. Mm-hmm. Dante Moore we'll talk about later, UCLA. These, these younger guys who just weren't getting the play time they are promised uh, during recruiting, I'm guessing, they're in the portal. So Jackson Arnold, um, excited to watch him. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to lean Wildcats on this one just with uh, – I think they want a little bit more in, the, in this bowl season um, and Jed Fish uh, running that program there. Yeah, and – Oklahoma is down the row C, so that's that's a big loss too. That's always something you got to keep in keep into account uh, in bowl season. Is is a lot of these coaching moves. All right, next thing, best day of bowl games. What, what's what day are you going to be just locked in? Yeah, so there's there's two days. I've got twelve sixteen and twelve twenty nine. So let me pull these back up here. So the reason I picked twelve sixteen is just the first day of games. Mm-hmm. So it's just awesome. It's on Saturday, just random ones. Like first one is Ohio versus Georgia Southern in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Just an awesome random one. Can I give um, you a take on that game? Just for yeah. the bowl for the bowl uh, people here. Ohio is down their starting quarterback, their starting wide receiver, and there's two starting running backs. And Georgia Southern is full strength. So not only do you normally nor, you should normally fade the MAC just because it's a weaker conference in bowl season. They're down, you know, all of their starters. So and, and Georgia Southern's full strength. So I think Georgia Southern's a good pick. Okay. Yep. Okay, I like it. We got Jacksonville State first ever FBS bowl game. They got in like JMU with with uh, not enough six and six teams, so they're in Miami, Ohio, eleven and two this year in the MAC. They won the MAC, so yeah, look at did. them. They're on twelve sixteen. Another game I said just now, previewing it: Fresno State, New Mexico State. I think that's a great one. 
Boise State, UCLA, Boise State's quarterback, Taylor Green, he's in the portal. He just committed to Arkansas today. So a great Mountain West team that's flying high. We'll see who the quarterback is. UCLA is going with, I think, Ethan Garbles will start. Mm-hmm. Um, Dante Moore in the portal might be a Michigan guy. We'll see what happens with him. Big five-star recruit, Texas Tech, Cal. Um, some really cool games just on on the first day of bowling. So that's super fun. And then um, later in the month on 12-29, you got Kentucky, Clemson, Notre Dame, Oregon State, Iowa State, Memphis. We're on that handy on that game. <laughs> um, Ohio State, Mizzou. Penn State, or that's the next day, but some really good games. I think that one's got better teams. Um, we'll have to watch out of who plays opt-outs draft. Sam Hartman, uh, DJ Uagalele. Um, But I think 12-16, 12-29, I'm locked in on both those days. Yeah, so the New Orleans Bowl, Jackson State, Jacksonville State, sorry, against Louisiana. Louisiana always gets to play in the New Orleans Bowl, They're, and it's just an inherent home field advantage for them. So I lean them because of the home field advantage, but I could see the Cox winning this thing. Uh, their place kickers in the portal, but other than that, nobody big. That, that both team, both teams are actually full strength. Uh, Louisiana's down their starting linebacker; he's in the portal. But other than that, basically full strength. Miami, App State, both teams are pretty much full strength. Uh, Miami is down their starting quarterback, Avion Smith, so that is a huge loss. They obviously lost Brett Gabbert earlier in the year, so it's going to be Henry Hessen. Uh, at Miami. Uh, he's only attempted five collegiate passes. He's probably going to start. So that that's a tough loss if Smith decides not to play in this game. It's not official yet. Um, and then App State, they're down an edge rusher and a wide receiver as well as a running back, but nothing major. So mostly full strength. If Smith goes for Miami, that's a toss up, but I lean App State just because the MAC is a weak conference. LA Bowl, yeah, a lot of guys in the portal from a UCLA perspective. Uh, look for Laiatu Latu. He's in. He opted out. He's going to the NFL draft. He's going to be a top 15, 10, 15 pick uh, edge rusher. Just look for him next year in the NFL. Uh, and then Boise, like you said, down their starting QB. So that one's kind of a toss up as well. But UCLA's got a lot of guys in the portal, and and their their momentum seems to be down right now. So I lean Boise, but it's close. And then Texas Tech, Tyler Shuck, portal, he gone. Um, in the portal I think again. He, he, I think he's going to Mississippi State. Yeah, I think it was Mississippi State. I think I saw him commit somewhere. Uh, so that's the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. Uh, their Texas Tech is down Miles Price, starting wide receiver. Jaron Brantley, another starting wide receiver. They're down a starting left tackle. Um, and from a Cal perspective, they're down two quarterbacks that didn't play. Uh, the a linebacker, their leading tackler, he's gone. A corner, a linebacker, uh, and then and that's it. So that one's kind of a toss up too. I'm going to go with Cal, just kind of like the way they close out the season. Uh, and then yeah, Friday, that Friday the 29th, I'll go into some of those games too later. Uh, for me, I'm looking at the the 28th of December because um, you got Arizona, Oklahoma. On top of that, you got NC State, Kansas. Those are two games that we highlighted as as some of the the best non New Year Six games. They're back to back on ESPN that day. And then you got a Rutgers Miami game that I find very interesting. Miami's a very small favorite. Miami is a one and a half point favorite actually in that game. Um, and Rutgers already announced that they're bringing up back a lot of guys next year. Gavin Wimsat's coming back. They're starting running backs coming back. 
Um, so Rutgers is kind of in run it back mode next year. And, and I thought they were kind of feisty, uh, especially against Michigan this year. Um, no major guys in the portal um, for, from a Rutgers perspective, from a Miami perspective, Tyler Van Dyke's in the portal. Their starting quarterback, Donald Chaney, the guy that fumbled against Georgia tech is in the fum, uh, is in the portal. Uh, two edge rushers are gone. Linebacker uh, gone. Um, so with backup quarterback, Emory Williams hurt, look for Jacuri Brown to start at quarterback for Miami. So they're on a third string guy um, to, to start for, for the hurricanes there. They also have three opt-outs guys going to the NFL, a safety a defensive tackle and another safety. So Miami's kind of depleted and Rutgers is full strength. So I kind of lean Rutgers in this one. Uh, Miami, even if Miami was full strength, I think Rutgers would have a chance because I didn't think much of, of Miami this year. Yeah, I think Rutgers is all in, man. Also, small small shout out to the Rutgers hoops, man. They got the top, yeah, I think top recruit and the number three recruit in the nation in their recruiting class right now. So, uh, the place to be is Piscataway, New Jersey, right now. But I like them in this game. Um, another one too is kind of a sneaky one: SMU who won oh. the AAC. They got BC, the Beagles. So <laughs> I don't know. That's another one we'll have to watch. Maybe SMU jump in the ACC. I like them, but. Yeah, to your point where I talked about K-State, NC State, so I like K-State, Arizona, OU, great game. Um, just a good crop of games. Like all those are just solid ones to watch. Yeah, and you got – in that day, you also have the the Fenway Bowl, which is the SMU game, and then you got the the Pinstripe Bowl in Yankee Stadium in the same day. So two baseball stadiums uh, can watch games. And SMU's favored by 10.5 over Boston College. Uh, a lot of people think SMU should be in the near six. So mm-hmm. now they get a 6-6 six and six BC team. I mean – they should win this game. I think they have more talent. And it's going to be a conference game next year. So I think SMU is going to want to head into the ACC with what they're going to coin a conference win. Uh, you know, kind of get that first ACC win before you actually join the conference type thing. So I think SMU is going to win that thing. I don't know if they're going to cover. Um, and I know it's in Boston, but it's Boston College. It's not like it's a big deal football there. <laughs> uh, so I, I lean Mustangs there as well. Best bowl sponsor. What's your favorite yeah, bowl sponsor? These are awesome. I kind of touched on it earlier. I mean, the Pop-Tarts one is is amazing. Um, probably the two I would go back and forth on, Duke's Mayo Bowl, simply because of the Mayo Gatorade bath they do after the game to the head oh, coach. It's just di- diabolical. Just, yeah. Just disgusting. So that one's hilarious. Cheese it Citrus Bowl, which last year LSU was in it, and they had just some funny things going on. They're like jumping on the Cheese it mascot. There was like a, cou- a couch made of Cheese its or something. Tro- uh, the um, trophy. They put tr- uh, Cheese its in the trophy and then give a, the coach a Cheese it bath. Yeah, those are good. I, I think my submission though is just roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Just an awesome, awesome one. name. Roofclaim.com. So they're hoping to just get folks who see it. They submit some roof claims during the Boca Raton Bowl and boom, <laughs> there's your advertising for the year. So I think yeah, that's seriously. my favorite one. I don't think I've ever seen that one sponsored or that company overall. So I'm, I'm all in on the, the roof claim Boca Raton Bowl. And speaking of that game, Syracuse versus USF. Um, don't have the line in front of me, but I believe Syracuse is favored and I'm going to go with Syracuse. Uh, this is USF's first bowl since 2018. Um, but from a Syracuse perspective, they hire Fran Brown, who comes over from Georgia. And not only do they hire Fran Brown, they bring in Texas A&M's defensive coordinator, Elijah, or sorry, he was on the staff, Elijah Robinson. They hire him as their defensive coordinator. And all of a sudden, Syracuse football has a lot of momentum. Elijah Robinson was a guy that a lot of players at Texas A&M were, were, you know, they wanted him to be their head coach. And all of a sudden, he's going to Syracuse as a DC, and they bring in Fran Brown, who had a great uh, press conference. I don't know if you saw when he was getting introduced. Uh, 
he kind of fired me up for Syracuse football. I'm going to be honest. And um, he's neither of those guys are coaching in this game, but all of a sudden Syracuse football, they, they have a good staff in place. Tino Babers is obviously gone. And uh, I like Syracuse moving forward. They're kind of one to watch heading into next year. I feel like they're going to be the team that gets like a lot of hype and maybe, you know, disappoints, but uh, long-term I like this, the football, the, the future of Syracuse football. We'll see what they can do. Obviously it's going to be really hard to recruit uh, up there in Syracuse. Uh, they're down their starting edge in this game as well as a corner. Uh, Garrett Schrader should be fully healthy. So give me the orange there uh, in the roofclaim.com book or a tone bowl. I obviously pop tarts bowl is, is one of my favorites. They have an edible mascot, not that kind of mascot, just a, a pop tart that is edible that you can eat uh, this year. Um, I think it's the first year of the pop tarts bowl. Also, my other favorite is the gobowling.com military bowl. Do you have any guesses what goalbowling.com is? I've never heard of it. I would guess it's a bowling company that like <laughs> I'm gonna get you a good deal on bowling, maybe? I have no idea. So it is literally a website that will help you find places to go bowl. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So they sponsored a bowl game, and um that game is Virginia Tech versus Tulane. Tulane is depleted. So their head coach, Willie Fritz, took the head coaching job at Houston. Good hire for Houston, obviously. Um, they, he took with them their OC, their DC, their defensive line coach, their wide receivers coach, and an analyst. Uh, they're all following Fritz to Houston, but will coach this game, which, I mean, who knows how much their head is actually into it. Uh, Tulane's bringing in Troy head coach John Summerall. So I think that's a good hire for for Tulane moving forward. But we're probably not going to see quarterback Michael Michael Pratt, he's probably going to hit the portal. Uh, their stud wide receiver, Chris Brazel, is not coaching. Or sorry, he's not playing. He hit the portal. Uh, they had a DB and two defensive linemen enter the portal. I believe Virginia Tech's favored like seven and a half points in this game, and they don't have anybody big in the portal. They got a tight end and a corner. Um, so Tulane, if they were full strength, I would like them to beat Virginia Tech. But since Virginia Tech is fully healthy and Tulane is not, Give me the Hokies here in the GoBowling.com Military Bowl, which is in um, Navy, where Navy is. Where's Navy? I'm blanking on it. Uh, Annapolis. It's in Annapolis, Annapolis. Maryland. Yeah. Close to Virginia Tech. Don't think Tulane's really going to travel well for this game, so give me the hoax. Did you say Michael Pratt is out? He is probably going to transfer. That's kind of the, the word around the street right now, uh, but not official. Gotcha. Yeah, that's a big swing on this line here. So I think I'd leave yeah. Tech just because there's so much going on with, uh, with Tulane. Yeah, and then I think we like just out of respect for the Mayo Bowl. You mentioned the Mayo Bowl. We got to talk about the Mayo Bowl. It's uh North Carolina versus West Virginia. Drake May today just opted out for the NFL draft, so it's going to be Connor Harrell for the Tar Heels. I believe the line is currently as things stand: West Virginia minus five. Uh, UNC is down a tight end um, and a cornerback out of guys that really play. And West Virginia is down a couple wide receivers, but no one really that plays that much. Uh, and they're kind of fully healthy. They they do have some injuries. A, a wide receiver and a center are out. Actually, their center, Zach Frazier, is going to be one of the top centers in the draft this year. He's going to have surgery and he's not going to play. Um, but I like the Nears, Neil Brown, keep that momentum going. UNC kind of trending downward for me, and uh, they're down Drake May. So give me give me the give me the Mountaineers, and Neil Brown is going to get absolutely doused in mayo. I, I like that one too. Without Drake May, I mean, you, who knows how UNC is going to play them? It's so weird this season. Some of these games, so like the Mountaineers and, and trying to keep some momentum going to a, a weaker Big Twelve next year. Yeah, 
I'm just thinking of like gobowling.com. They probably get no hits on their website all year, but they're going to see a major spike in, in, in website activity. I'm never going to give it a buzz this, this holiday season now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, we both work in, in sales advertising. Like it's, it's interesting. Like it's, I don't really think sponsoring a bowl game would be worth the, the investment. I don't mm-hmm. know how much it would cost, but uh, maybe for gobowling.com it is, but generally speaking, I, I don't think so. Unless you do something like the Mayo bowl or you're like the AutoZone Liberty Bowl long-standing partnership where you're kind of a staple there and it's, it's one of the many yeah. things you do, but <laughs> I don't know. It's just interesting. Some of these, some of these companies that you've never heard of get, get bowl games. Okay. Upset of the bowl season. What are you looking? <clears throat> Won't be my official pick, but worth a sprinkle. I said it earlier, Liberty. If Caden Salter stays, uh, Bo Nix, keep an eye on him if he does go. But, I mean, plus 500 is just a lot for a team that's undefeated this year. I haven't seen him against great competition, but might be worth a sprinkle. But I think my official pick is going to be Northwestern plus 235 versus Ooh. Utah. I have no idea who's playing for Utah in terms of quarterback. I know they're a better team, but this Northwestern team had – such low expectations. They blew everything out of the water this year. They played teams close. They're a gritty football club. Um, they're good top to bottom, in my opinion, just a well-coached team. So I think them at plus two, 235 is is a good play in my eyes. And maybe another one would be Memphis. I've been on them all year, plus 270. They're taking on Iowa State. So I think look at Memphis, and probably official pick will be Northwestern and the Wildcats, 235. It's a home game for Memphis. They're playing in the Liberty Bowl in their home stadium, so mm-hmm. they have the advantage there. I do expect Iowa State to to travel well. I believe this game they had this game like a few years ago as the Liberty Bowl. Actually, uh, Utah, yeah, like you said, we don't know who's going to be playing at quarterback for them. Obviously, Cam Rising's hurt, but he is coming back next year. Nate Johnson hit the portal. Bryson Barnes hit the portal. Did say he's going to play in the bowl game. We'll see. Uh, they're also down a starting wide receiver. Um, and monitor the status of their one of their defensive lines uh, linemen, Jonah Ellis. He might go to the NFL draft as well. Uh, Northwestern is pretty much all all healthy. They are down a starting left guard that entered the portal. Um, and other than that, they're kind of good to go. So I think Northwestern's feisty, and that that one's in Vegas. That should be a fun one. That's on December twenty third. Give me the Utes just for the hell of it. Uh, but I could see Northwestern winning that thing. I'm going with the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets as my upset in the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl on Friday, December 22nd. I believe this one's down in Tampa Bay. Georgia Tech is down a starting edge and a starting corner. Uh, UCF is down a starting corner and a center, but he did lose his job. That center lost his job midway through the season. So pretty much fully healthy squads. Brent Key, uh, Georgia Tech head coach, great year for them. Obviously, they have Haynes King at quarterback. Finished off the season well with a, a respectable loss to rival Georgia. Uh, I think they're going to continue that momentum heading into this game. It is a Power 5 bowl matchup. Uh, I don't think of UCF as a Power 5 team yet, but they are. Uh, but give me the Jackets. I believe they're plus plus 160. Uh, I, I think they can win this game. They, they were a, a feisty team all season long, and I, I just think they're a better club than UCF. Uh, so, yeah, I like, I like Georgia Tech as my upset. All right, now that's a good game. That's just a fun, you know, power five, you know, surprisingly for UCF, but power five game, man. That's a fun one. Yep. All right, what's your lock? I think I'm going to take it earlier. I said it earlier. K State, man, I love Avery Johnson in this one. So they're minus 155 money line versus NC State. Love them. And second one that I'll give you is Texas Tech. They're minus 142 money line uh, versus the Cal Golden Bears. So 
official pick, K State money line, but also uh, take a look at the Red Raiders as well. They just got their their yeah. all Big Twelve running back is coming back, so he'll be in the bowl game. Love it, good picks. I'm going with Missouri minus two and a half against Ohio State. Uh, I just think they're going to be focused, ready to go. We talked about that one earlier. Louisville minus seven and a half against USC. Obviously, no Caleb Williams, so it is going to be Miller Moss, the four star quarterback, sophomore from Mission Hills, California, uh, at quarterback for USC. But I mean, USC full strength was not good. USC, no Caleb Williams. I mean, what, what are they going to look like in this bowl game? I don't think they care at all about this game and they're, they're full, fully focused on next year. Um, they're, they're going to be missing a, a lot of guys. Uh, Michael Jackson, the wide receiver, he's gone. Uh, they're down to defensive linemen, obviously Caleb Williams, uh, running back Marshawn Lloyd. He might still play. Uh, Brendan Rice opted out as well. Safety, Kalen Bullock, probably going to opt out. They're down their starting right guard slash right tackle as well. And uh, Louisville's pretty much full strength. Um, They got a guy, Cameron Kelly, declared for for the draft uh, safety, but uh, he said he's going to play in this game. DirecTV Holiday Bowl. I've always really liked this game. It's in San Diego. It's in Petco Park now. It used to be in the old Chargers stadium that they they, uh, tore down. I believe this game used to be called the San Diego County Credit Union Poinsettia Bowl, which was my favorite Mm -hmm. bowl game. Poinsettia Bowl. That was a Uh, great one. Just because of the absolutely ridiculous name. San Diego County Credit Union Poinsettia Bowl. Um, And and this one's on Fox, so you get Joel Klatt and Gus Johnson. So it should be a fun one. Um, But I I like Louisville. Even though USC will have more fans there in San Diego, I just don't think they care about this game. So give me me the Cardinals. Team coming off a, a tough loss against Florida State in the ACC Championship game. Don't have much of an offense, but we did see that defense. I expect them to to shut down USC, but Miller Moss will be one to watch uh, as well. I like it. I like it. Definitely like that Mizzou pick. Um, and yeah, USC without Caleb Williams, no idea what to expect with them now. Yeah. And then two other ones, just fade the Mac picks. Georgia Southern, like I said earlier, they're <laughs> minus 180 against Ohio. I like that. And then I also like uh, South Florida, or sorry, not South Florida, South Alabama to beat Eastern Michigan big. South Alabama, they beat Oklahoma State early in the year. They're down their starting wide receiver, uh, but Eastern Michigan's on their backup quarterback. They're down a starting edge, uh, def- starting defensive lineman, starting offensive guard, uh, and they're six and six MAC team. So I think South Alabama wins that game big and, and just keep fading the MAC. I think that's kind of one of the biggest things to take away from this podcast is MAC usually doesn't do that well in bowl season. And they, they just get picked over in terms of coaches. And I, I think now in the transfer portal, a couple of guys, especially Daquan Finn at, at Toledo, yeah. he's in the portal. So he's a guy to watch maybe for a power five. Yeah, yeah, he's in the portal. I don't think he's going to play. They're in the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl, which is the the absolute sicko bowl. If you watch that game, you're the most dedicated uh, college football fan. I believe that thing's on the CW this year. So they did get a television partner. Um, okay, uh, let's see. Players to watch. Yeah, I mentioned a few already. So Oregon quarterback Bo Nix, last dance, guy just lives for college football. So you know he's going to ball out in his last game in a New Year's Six. Uh, Avery Johnson, K-State quarterback, um, he's getting full control of this team. So I uh, want to see him run wild this this uh, coming bowl season. Abu Sama the third, yep. running back Iowa State. He tore it up against K-State in the last regular season game of the year for those guys um, in the freezing cold, in the, in the frozen tundra. Um, in the snow. So I'm watching him versus Memphis. If they're going to win that one as the favorite, um, he's going to have to have a big game on the ground. And last but not least, um, I don't think it's official, but I don't think Jaden Daniels will be playing for LSU. 
have to imagine he's going to be going to the draft and, and won't play in the bowl game. Um, but LSU quarterback, if, if he's going to be the guy next, is Garrett Nesmeyer. So he's a big-time recruit. Um, he's been backing up all year. He got a little bit of playing time, you know, in cleanup duty and against Alabama late. So we'll see, you know, if they, you know, it's kind of an audition for him because they're a team that could poke around the portal. So if it is him and no Daniels. He's definitely a guy to watch for me. Yeah, I think LSU is going to destroy Wisconsin, even if Nussmeyer plays. I mean, Wisconsin's down Braylon Allen. They're down their two top wide receivers. Uh, obviously, Ches Malusi got hurt early, earlier in the year. They're down Jackson Aker as well. He didn't play in the final game of the year. They're down a corner. They're down another wide receiver. Uh, they're they're banged up. And, and yeah, Jaden Daniels probably won't play. He won the Heisman this weekend, by the way. So mm-hmm. congrats to him. Uh, and, and we'll probably won't see Brian Thomas or Malik neighbors for LSU, but I still think they can win this game. I believe they're favored by 10 and a half in the Relia Quest Bowl on New Year's Day. Give me, give me LSU big. I like those picks. One other lock that I forgot to mention that I, I just had to had to bring up because it's such a weird game, but I think Notre Dame is going to destroy Oregon State in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl down there in El, El Paso. Obviously, we know Jonathan, Jonathan Smith less, left for Michigan State. Uh, their new head coach is their defensive coordinator, Trent Bray, but for whatever reason, he's not going to be with the team for this game. I guess he's going to be out recruiting. Uh, and it, it's weird. He was already on the staff, and he's not coaching this thing. Uh, That's so, weird. Yeah, their passing game coordinator is going to take over the interim while their cornerbacks coach is going to serve as the interim DC. DJU, yeah, it's weird. DJU's in the portal. Uh, their backup quarterback, Aiden Childs, is in the portal, li- likely going to Michigan State. So Ben Gulbranson is going to be starting. Um, he started the final eight games of 2022. They're down their leading tackler, uh, linebacker. Uh, they're down starting safety. Obviously, we they have a ton of. I mean, their kickers in the portal. Uh, they got a couple guys opted out for the NFL drafts. Got, got got a couple injuries. Damian Martinez is not going to play in the bowl game after getting arrested. Um, they're they're a mess right now, and, and we know everything going on there. Meanwhile, Notre Dame, their entire wide receiver room basically is in the portal at this point. Um, and Sam Hartman's opted out. Uh, look for Audric Estime, Joe Alt, and Blake Fisher all to opt out. Uh, Nagurski Award winner safety Xavier Watts said he will play in the Sun Bowl. Um, and their DT Howard Cross announced that he'll return for another season. So a ton of guys down in this game. It's it's really like a war of attrition in this game. But I like Notre Dame as a lot to win this game just because of the state of disarray that, that uh, Oregon State is in. And at least Notre Dame has their coaching staff for this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there, that's a lot going on for Oregon State. You know, especially with the coach leaving, going down, it sounds like, to the Mountain West for next year. Um, down the quarterback room, I didn't realize all those guys were, were out. So you got to think Notre Dame. Um, Hartman's got to watch. I believe he's going to get the, the, the Bo Nix charisma to him of wanting to play in a, in a last college game. So I feel like he might give it a go. And I would definitely lean Notre Dame heavy in that one. Yeah, and it's, it's, a, it's a fun one. That one's on CBS in uh, El Paso. All right, my players to watch, I already talked about it. Jackson Arnold, quarterback, Oklahoma. Whatever the hell Ohio State does at quarterback, I'm yep. intrigued by that. I, and I'm really intrigued to see who they go out and get in the portal. Uh, another guy that they're probably going to have a first-year starter next year, which is, I don't know if that's great uh, for the Buckeyes. Jackson Dart, quarterback, Ole Miss, against a really good Penn State defense. Miller Moss, quarterback at USC, talked about him. And then Troy Taylor, the Iowa punter. He only needs 20 punt yards. Uh, to break an 85-year-old punting yards in a single-season record. 
Uh, that current record is 4,138 yards, set by the late Johnny Pingle in 1938 at Michigan State. Must have been a bad team there that year. Uh, Taylor currently has 4,119 4, yards. So basically like one punt, and uh, he's going to get this thing. So hats off to Troy Taylor. Expect to see him in the NFL soon. And uh, if, you, if you're tuning into Iowa, you're tuning in for the punting game. So he, I have him as a player to watch. Field position battle, my goodness. He'll uh, he'll definitely get 20 yards of punting, that's for sure. Yeah, t- Tennessee is going to get their their heavy dosage of, of Big Ten football. And hey, Iowa has an elite defense, so maybe they can slow down Joe Milton in that game. Okay, fra- right. favorite bowl season tradition. We can go through this quickly, but there are just some weird cor- quirkiness. There's some weird quirkiness to, to bowl season. Yeah, I think we'll put out probably a bigger graphic with all our picks, but uh, for that Eastman Bowl Mania, that's where you can do all your picks for every game and, and kind of join pools and leagues and play with your your friends and buddies and, and see who's taking what. It's just chaos. It's a lot harder now. We've been saying it all pod, but transfer portal, yeah. NFL draft, hot pots. you got to figure out who's going, who the backup is, and coaches and, and whatnot. So it's fun to pick those games. I think the New Year's games have been so good lately and, and the New Year's Six and Next year, going into the the 12-team playoff, those are so fun, just great games. And seeing who cares more and, and smaller programs or, you know, less uh, less prized programs are, are getting their chance at a, at a really big game to see who it cares more for, like in Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in a Liberty team from the group of five, group of six. And then just those random games, how I picked that first day this Saturday, those random teams, those random bowls and sponsors, just all the chaos and weirdness just makes it so much fun this time of year. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love the fact that you mentioned like those those little teams, the David versus Goliath type games, Liberty getting a chance to play Oregon. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun. So yeah, that, that, I got ESPN Bowl Mania as well. I'm absolutely locked in on picking all those games, especially in some of these pools that I have this year. A lot of fun. The Mayo Bowl Bath, newer tradition, but always fun to watch. Uh, and then the big one for me is the Christmas Eve Hawaii Bowl. Um Obviously, it's not on Christmas Eve this year because Christmas Eve is a Sunday and it conflicts with NFL, so it's on a Saturday. But usually, the Hawaii Bowl was the standalone game on Christmas Eve, and I would always watch it that night. As a kid growing up, I'd watch it that night, and then I'd wake up because I would never be able to sleep in on on Christmas Day. So I'd wake up at like four or five a.m. on Christmas Day when I was a kid, and they would ESPN would always be showing reruns of the Hawaii Bowl the previous night, and I'd always watch the Hawaii Bowl like two or three times. Uh, waiting for my parents to wake up. So that's a fun one for me. I think they played in Hawaii's football stadium now instead of the Aloha stadium that used to have the Pro Bowl in because I don't think anybody plays in that stadium anymore. But uh, the Hawaii Bowl, I always love that one. And that one is Coastal Carolina versus San Jose State this year. And Grayson McCall, starting quarterback for Coastal, is, is in the portal. So uh, they're going to be running their third string guy, actually, because they're backups in the portal as well. So give me San Jose State. They finished the season strong. Could have yep. played in the Mountain West Championship game due to um, the computer stuff. They got unlucky there. Rankings. Yeah, they got unlucky there, but give me them to win this this bowl game. Also, just a really far far distance for Coastal Carolina to travel. Meanwhile, San yep. Jose State's on the West Coast, so I think they have the advantage in this game. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on them as well. And then before we get out, favorite bowl games, kind of games that you look forward to every year. I mentioned the Hawaii Bowl for me, but what, what are some that you look forward to? Yeah, I, th- I think my all-time favorite is Music City Bowl. Reason being is that it's a Big Ten one typically. So I uh, went once or twice with my dad down there to Nashville, and the Gophers were in it. And mm-hmm. just seeing them play, really cool to go down there, make those memories as a young kid. 
quick lane bowl. Gophers are in again. It's pretty much the worst Big Ten bowl game you can be in if, if you make it. But it's fun. It's it's just a random one. You're usually against a MAC team. They got Bowling Green this year, and just fun to see. You know, the Gophers get in still this year, and they're, they're in Detroit. Never gone to it, but uh, they've made that a few times. Uh, Citrus Bowl again. It's usually a sneaky Big Ten versus SEC mm-hmm. game, so usually fun um, ground and pound game. And then that Alma one. There's some magic in that stadium. And it really is in those games. You know, there's a, a crazy storyline with the third string quarterback or. You know, they're just tearing, tearing the, the lights out with uh, with these offenses. So that was usually just got fireworks, and it's a fun one down in Texas. Your brother might be suiting up for the Gophers at quarterback this week. Uh, this <laughs> oh, my next goodness. Couple of weeks. Yeah, we, yeah they, they got a they got a commit from uh, the top FCS guy at New Hampshire, Brosmer. Oh, that's a nice so guy. Apparently, he is, like, nasty. We'll see. It's always hard coming up a level. But um, Cam Ward came up a level, like the the wise yeah, guy used to get Incarnate Word. So, um, yeah, we'll see. They they jumped on him early, which was probably smart to get a good guy for them. But Galiac Manis, he's in the portal. I'm not sure where he's going. But yeah, he, uh, He's in the portal and their backup's in the portal. So they're going to be running their third-string guy, Cole Kramer, at quarterback. Yeah, I actually played against him in high school. He played at Eden Prairie. So oh. I, I don't know about in a in – a, in a bowl game here, but we'll see. We haven't seen much of them. The, the uh, fact that today. we graduated high school in 2016 and this man is still in college. Yeah. <laughs> might have been, yeah, he might have been a year younger. Okay. But I, I, yeah, there. He's, he's he must be the guy. He must know the playbook real well. I'm still leaning Gophers, uh, just because it's it's Big Ten versus MAC. I think they have more talent. I think they can win this game. Yeah. Um, and you know, uh, they're Bowling Green's down their stud corner, uh, first team All MAC guy actually, Jalen Husky. So tough loss for them. Um, and, and we'll see what happens with the Gophers in that game. I always love the Hawaii Bowl, like I said, the Liberty Bowl because it's in Memphis. Been able to go to, a few, to that game a few times. Last game, last year, that one went to like double overtime. Kansas versus Arkansas, so that was a fun game. Uh, I love the Rose. I mean, who doesn't love the Rose Bowl? That's a classic. Yeah. Can't wait to. I'll, I'll be attending, so I can't wait to go to that game this year. Uh, more on that game next week, obviously. The Holiday Bowl, I like that one as well out there in San Diego, and then the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, um, newer bowl game. But out there in Boise, on the blue turf, Georgia State versus Utah State this year. Uh, really no one big in the portal for Utah State. Georgia State's down their starting running back and their backup running back. Also down their star wide receiver, starting right tackle, starting corner, uh, and, and a safety. So toss-up game, but the, the Potato Bowl is always a fun one to watch as well. Yeah, that blue field in Boise, man. That was always fun to, to see those guys on it. Yes, sir. All right. I mean, we that's it. I, I, we went through all these, not all of them, but most of these games. There's like 43 total bowl games if you count the national championship. So absolutely loaded slate. Going to be a really fun next month for college football fans. And, and I mean, we're inching closer and closer and closer to the college football playoff. And as a Michigan fan, man, it just feels like forever. Like, I don't think this game's ever actually going to happen, but uh, can't wait for bowl season. Long time to prepare for those guys. But, uh, yeah, it starts this weekend and, and pretty much games, I mean, like every day, I think, you know, outside of like NFL Sundays. But so many games, so many fun matchups. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed. And, yeah, we'll be back with uh, the big preview before you hit the road for the Rose Bowl. Yep, two big previews, Rose Bowl and Sugar Bowl coming next week. Stay tuned. Um, and we hope you guys enjoyed this one. You got anything else, Joe, before we get out? That's it. That's it. Get everybody get ready to watch uh, some of these awesome bowl games like the the roof claim one <laughs> on Saturday. And, and the GoBowling.com military bowl. Uh, with that, please like, rate, review if you enjoyed the podcast. We really appreciate it. Uh, thank you all for listening and we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace out. Peace out.